The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Hello, everyone. Once again, it is Black Mental Matters, episode number 47. How you doing? I'm Vince, the voice. On this program, we talk about those things that folks don't want to talk about, you know, mental health in the black community. On this particular program, Makiba and I, we're going to discuss grief and what is grief and and how do you deal with it? Well, first of all, let me let you know, it's just a natural part of the circle of life. When you don't grieve and try to fill your lives with antonyms for grief, like false joy and happiness, you, you lose sight of reality. I mean, it's okay to be sad or, or, or to grieve when you lose your job or if you lose a loved one, especially. And that's when it really comes out. Dealing with the topic of death can be uncomfortable and scary. We're going to talk about it. Makiba's a mental health professional. And if you're having trouble dealing with the death of a loved one or consumed with other thoughts like that, reach out to a licensed therapy expert for support. And in the meantime, we're going to chop it up and hopefully help you at the same time. This is Black Mental Matters. Once again, it is Black Mental Matters with Vince the Voice and Makiba Reed Johnson. Hey, Makiba. Hey, Vince the Voice, Bailey. Yay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, <laughs> it's uh, it's National Recovery Month, Makiba. Yay. That's right. And Yay. That, that's talking to me because I ain't going to lie. I'm just going to, you know, this show, we gonna, I'm just going to spill my guts. I've been drinking too dang much uh, during this COVID. Oh, my God. It's, Not mad at you. I'm not mad. And so forgive me, those of you that are battling this thing. I don't mean to take it lightly at all, but I do understand, particularly now, how, uh, you know, again, this uh, uh, National Recovery Month, uh, you know, plays a part. The substance abuse, I mean, it's just right now is something that... Oof, uh, is, yeah. is, is at the forefront, is at the forefront, huh? Right, yeah, and, and a lot of people are, are because of the pandemic, are you are going and using more, you know, alcohol and other substances, even nicotine to, you know, to kind of get them through this. So, no, you're absolutely right. In fact, uh, alcohol sales are, are up. Big time. And, yeah, exactly. So, no, you're absolutely right about that because people are just pretty much trying to find ways of just coping through all this because there's just think about this we had no idea that we'd be in september of 2020 still trying to get out of phase two and going back between phase one and phase two of the openings of just you know how much we're going to go back to being normal this is really getting tough Mm, mm, phase to shoot up we need like the asley brothers with that song take me to the next phase baby i need to get you you're right Right. well and, and, and and so you know Again, for those that are suffering with substance abuse, but today's program, uh, Makiba, you and I, we we've had some discussions, and, and what we want to talk about uh, in, in some detail is is grief, and I think that the uh, substance abuse could actually be a byproduct of someone who is suffering from grief. Absolutely. And, and, and so I guess, you know, just to top it off, you know, what is grief? When people say, what is grief? Um, it's a natural yeah. process. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, a- you are you are basically mourning the loss of a, a 
piece of your identity through whether it was through a, a relationship with a person that you were close to a job mm-hmm. um i mean just like what you mentioned earlier before we started recording if you move and you're in a new city you know you have a sense of loss and you know and, and a sense of grieving something that you once identified as a, a part of you that you no longer have and uh, i also see a, an emotional reaction to change yeah a change in your life and i i know for a fact uh, i I remember my dad, uh, I was 17 years old, a senior in high school. My dad committed suicide and uh, I, I, there was like three years of my life that it's really, really hard to remember what took place during those three years. It, it was just like a blur and I did not uh, I know at that time did not take the time to grieve. It was kind of like being the man at that time. You know, I had yeah. to be the man. Me and mom were, you know, all my brothers were were grown and, and had moved on and that, you know, you had to be. So, you, so when you don't take that time to grieve, like they say, it's a natural process. Things can get out of whack. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. And and again, Vince, you know, thank you for being vulnerable enough and transparent enough to share that part of your life with with our listeners and with and with everyone, because when you're talking about this, you know, not only are you, you know, kind of reliving it and, and re going through it yourself, but you know, the good thing that comes out of it is that when other people hear mm-hmm. about getting through the loss of a loved one that died by suicide, I mean, that's that's huge because of all of the different levels of grief and the stages of grief that you go through are a little bit different than a person that lost someone from some other type of illness or violence. I mean, they're, they're, it's a completely different grieving process. And then, of course, in the in the black community, we don't we don't want to talk about suicide. I know people who have died by suicide, and collectively, the people that are left really don't have the support system in the black community because nobody wants to talk about it. People are embarrassed. People are ashamed. There's no dialogue or language that we're used to having surrounding it. We weren't talking about it before it happened. So then all of a sudden the person is gone and we really don't know how to pick up our our pieces and move forward because you don't have that network of people to support you if they die from any other type of illness, which is really sad. Yes, and uh, I mean, as you know, I don't not not to pour it on, but you know, it struck again with uh, uh, my brother later in life, uh, my oldest brother, uh, uh, back in two thousand and four, uh, and yeah, you know, you, you talk about it. Seems like for me, I mean, because I'll just share again. Then I lost in two thousand sixteen my uh, second oldest brother, and then a week later, mom. Wow. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's uh, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, it it, it, it was. It, it was a lot. And I know at that time what I did to get past that was I poured myself into work. I mean, I yeah. created the best videos and voices and MC, you know, just jobs wow. like I just poured myself. But then there was those times and I couldn't wait to tell you this. I mean, there's certain songs, you know, that just trigger. And, yeah. and we were yeah. shopping in Walmart and I don't know if it was, I think it was on my phone, but there's this song from the Fast and the Furious. It's been alone until I see you again. And oh, this, oh, I don't know if it came on 
on in the store, Makiba, or was yeah. on my phone. I started bawling like a baby right there in the middle of the, you know, you're talking about a 50, 56, 57 year old man. <laughs> just started yeah. bawling like I had to go outside. And it took, yeah. and it took, but you know, I felt a lot better after that, um, af- after just letting it out like that, mm-hmm. you know. And so again, I, I say all that. Uh, not for sensationalism, folks, but you have to grieve. You have to. It's a natural process. Makiba, you just lost your dad. You know. Right. You know what yeah. this is like. I, you know what this is yeah, like. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I do. And I mean, and it really, I mean, of course, I don't understand what, what you went through. And I would never compare, you know, my loss. My dad died of, um, he was 83 and he had you know, co- cognitive decline and dementia. Um, you know, but he but he was my my best friend and a, a, yes. a central part of my life. And you know, just going through the different stages of grief. You know, shock, denial, anger, the bargaining of yes. oh, you know, you know, if you know if the, if COVID nineteen hadn't been here, I would have been able to see him more in the yes, end. Yes. You know, the depression, and then the final stage of grief is supposed to be the. Acceptance, acceptance of it but when you have underlying thing of where you have depression and anxiety and and then that kind of fuels the grief and it gets you stuck in certain stages of anger or the depression where you're kind of having a hard time coming out of the grieving process that's why it's, it's really difficult especially people now that have lost loved ones this yes. year because there hasn't been a normal yes. grieving process you, there's no funerals and even after your loved one passes, uh, uh, has passed away this year, you, you don't have a chance to say, okay, you know, I'm going to start by going to the movies because that was my thing, or I'm going to start this new work project. Everything's kind of been shut down, so you don't really have a chance to say, to feel like you're going back into some type of normal pattern. Yes, which yes. Which would help you grieve. It's 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 very tough. Uh, the this profound emotional reactions can can occur. Anxiety attacks or chronic mm-hmm. fatigue. So we want to by us here today, kind of bearing uh, our souls to what has taken place in our lives. You know, how do you? Well, first, I love uh, you know you brought it up, and and there are so many out there. You, you said it, uh, who have lost it, it may have been a net just regular natural causes you know we knew you know mm-hmm. grandma was 95 years old this day was coming yeah but if you can't do the normal home going celebration with family yeah. it leaves a yeah. big void in your life and you're not able to express and get that grief out as they say and there there are i mean millions literally if, if we have a, a hundred and eighty thousand plus you know at this point so that tells me there are millions of family members out there who have not been able to uh, express their grief at losing mama, grandmama, brother, sister, what have you. Absolutely. And and then you have the thing of the added layer of people who think, you know, COVID-19 is a joke. And so you have people who have lost loved ones to this virus that have to see statements on whether it's social media or television or even in you know in in written print you know with the the yeah the large number of people that think that the whole thing is just something that's made up i mean this is really a a very trying i mean when they say unprecedented times i mean that that's really what this is and there's no template for it and it's going to really be interesting when we come out on the other side of this to be able to kind of map out okay the impact of grieving through COVID-19 and not having the normalcy of 
a you know normal grieving processes and and not to be able to be around family i mean i when we buried my father you know we we had it was just the immediate family we were all wearing masks and we really couldn't hug each other because we'd been quarantined in our homes for so long and, and we were kind of still following the you know guidelines to with the social distancing i mean it, it was it was very difficult so there are a lot of people now going through that and then on top of that you know you've got the mental health issues yes. and on top of that, you've got the the social justice stuff that, that that's still yes. unresolved and still going on you're still reading about innocent black people still continuing to be killed by the police i mean it's just it's a lot yes. right now and it's really it's really impacting people's ability to heal from their pain and from their loss and from their grief. And this, we want to be strong. You know, that's the, that's the, you know, the, the man up kind of thing, or you have to keep moving on. But listen, mm-hmm. this is a part of, of life. Well, first of all, death yeah. is a part of life. It, it is right, a part of life. We know this. Kids mm-hmm. will get to know it one day. And yep. the biggest reason that we grieve is because we're human. And exactly. we take a chance on loving one another. And if we love somebody and then they're not there anymore, um, there is a loss in our lives. And um, it's, it's, it's as you say, this unprecedented time, my, my hat goes off to all of us that we're mm-hmm. having all just started going start raving crazy <laughs> running around the right. street but I don't know it's getting closer and closer you know you got dudes coming from another state to shoot some people he don't even know I'm like good yeah. no. uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry right uh, but you know we're working through the pain and adjusting mm-hmm. to life without the disease and maintaining connections there there are things that you can do I'm so also encouraged that as I was telling you I'm seeing young people embrace mental health and um, accepting that that there are the, there is the need to seek help and to talk to people about your right. issues there's grief yes. counseling uh, of course when we're talking about grief but in all of these scenarios whether it be uh, you know schizophrenia or you know you know the the, the diagnosis mm-hmm. that, that are given I'm I am encouraged that the young people seem to be embracing the fact that we need help mentally and there's nothing wrong with that sometimes. Absolutely. It's a great thing that young adults are not afraid to talk about the things that they've been through in their childhood. I mean, there are there's there's a higher level of awareness with them being able to identify when they have toxic family members and they are more willing to put barriers that are protecting themselves against people around them and things around them that have caused them harm and to be open and honest about things that are impacting their mental health. That is huge because, I mean, like you and I both know, Vince, when we were growing up, you didn't talk about no mental health to nobody because that wasn't even a thing. Right. Right. What? What? what, what? <laughs> I tell you what. You better sit out somewhere. Or you need to go get that belt. Come on over here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you what you're sad about. <laughs> you know. But, I'm gonna give you something to be sad about. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and things that uh, the the symptoms can be right there. So parents and 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 folks that are listening. I mean, if you feel mm-hmm. any of these things where you just your body feels just pain just out of nowhere. Um, frequent signs just all the time (sighs) yeah yeah (sighs) right yeah and that's what's so scary 
about when you put depression alongside with grief, you have more feelings of sadness, more feelings of emptiness. You have feelings of guilt that may be worsened, you know, like, you know, going back and, you know, thinking about, oh, I wish I'd been able to tell the person goodbye. Yes. I mean, you have an increased level of pessimism that may be worse where you feel like, gosh, all these bad things have happened to me. In my life. Mm-hmm. Right. And and most of all, I mean, the, you know, you have an increased risk of having thoughts of death or suicide yourself, because especially when a person who ha- is close to you has passed away, there have been people that have said, you know, if, if something happens to me right now, it, it would be OK, because then I'd be with that person. Yes. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, so this is something that we got to really take seriously when we're dealing with persons that already were battling depression and now they've got that layer of, of, of grief that they're dealing with because that can be very detrimental to their own well-being. I tell you, I always tell anyone and I'll tell the world again that the solace that I took or have uh, when I lost my mom, of course, you know, that was what, four years ago. It was you know just the worst thing ever because me, I'm the baby boy. Yes. Me and mama was was eight. We did all kind of stuff together. Folks don't even know. My, my, my mama was something else. And yes. just like yours was everybody's mom. But but we did so many things together. And because I was a, a, a media professional from, say, age 18 or whatever, I have so many pictures and videos. I mean, I got the proof yes. of me and mama doing stuff together. Oh, and I so that. I still can't look at them all, all the time, yeah. you know, but, but there is a big, uh, I have a big poster in my office here of, of mom, awesome. all those videos and things. So for, I want to encourage some of you all to get ahead of the game. If, if mom and, and, and dad are getting up in age or your loved ones, what have you, you know, to, to make sure you take some time, first of all, to spend some time and then document those experiences as well. And it, it just, it, I mean, it was, it was the savior for me mm-hmm. that I knew that I spent a lot of great quality time with mom yeah. and, and yeah. she's the reason I'm doing this dang show right now. You uh-huh, know, there she, you go. she plants Shout out to you. mom. Shout out right. to mom. She's listening <laughs> right now. And uh, wow, so, so for those of you to get ahead of that game again, I would encourage you to, to, to spend that time with it particularly mom and dad uh, because mm-hmm. you own those are the ones you only get one oh you know right. biologically anyway right yeah. no absolutely absolutely and my hat's yeah. off to you baby girl because i know you're like you said your <laughs> daddy was your best friend i saw the pics you and daddy he, he had that proud look <laughs> on his face and, and you had that that's my daddy look on his face yeah girl. that was my person that yeah. was my person absolutely but you know what the biggest thing i've learned in the grieving process vince is the importance of not unpacking and living in my grief because what I realized on my saddest days of battling the depression and the loss of my dad, I have to realize that I still have a family. I still have kids and a husband who I need to be aware of and be present for because what grief does if you don't go through it healthfully is it robs you of the time with the people that are still here. That's right. And so you have to really be self-aware and not to confuse grief with 
love and you have to feel in your heart that on days that you feel better, because I've been through this on days where I was feeling better, I that kind of came with a guilt. Like, oh gosh, I should still be yes. grieving because you kind of feel like, okay, if I'm not grieving, then I've forgotten no. the person. No. And that's not true. That's not true. That's not right. not, not true at all. You, you you had mentioned those seven steps of, of grieving. Um, mm-hmm. I had come across a model that was called the task of, of grieving. And the first task was just accepting the reality of the of the loss. You got to accept That's the fact right. that it's happened. Not only need to be able to recite the fact, but you need to know completely in all your thoughts and your emotions that, that time with that person or thing is over. It's, uh, you know, that, that it's over. It's, yes. you know, it's, it, it's a done deal. Um, right. Right. Don't mean to say it so callously, but then after accepting it, then working through the pain. Too often we find ourselves avoiding feelings surrounding the loss. No, I would put on some of that. uh, And there was another song that triggered. I don't know why would would mom it triggered me, (laughs) but it was Formation by Beyonce. I I think I was sitting here in my office and I played it like from ten o'clock at night till three in the morning. My mama, Alabama, Louisiana, we miss that Negro. and I was just banging this all night crying. I love it. And I loved it too. Oh. I, man, I, that song, why that song? I don't know, but it was just yes. something for me and mom. You know, oh. I, that's my, that's our song. That was part of your grieving process. Yes, my my dad's song was um, Sam, uh, or his music was Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke, oh my Lord. And I have had a, a Sam Cooke party in my room where I, I did the same thing that you did. Yeah. And I looked at pictures and I listened to videos and I cried for about five, six hours. Yes. So that that's <laughs> so what it yeah. is. Working through that pain, let yourself feel your emotions, release the emotions and let positivity because after that, I did. I felt really, really good. But I had to... Yes, because you, you got it out through. your system. Got it out, got yeah. it out my system. You got it out your system. Another, Absolutely. Another is to adjust to life uh, without the deceased. You may feel a loss as to what to do with your life after that, but mm-hmm. uh, you got to know mm-hmm. where you want to go from here. You got to you know make that plan adjust to life um uh, maintain a connection while uh moving on um and that's those memories that we're talking about you know it's nothing wrong look at those pictures yeah yeah yeah, look at those pictures maintain a a connection i turn around sometimes i don't turn around because i may be watching something on my computer i shouldn't be looking at (laughs) i say oh mama's right Turn that off. I'm cussing too Tracy. much. <laughs> cussing too much. Hold on, right. uh, that kind of thing. But um, there, there are steps that you can take to to to, to get through uh, the loss of your loved ones. And of course, again, we always want to advocate seeking help. We've interviewed a number of professionals. The telemedicine is huge right now. Telemental health sure. and, and and more and more services. I just came across another one. Better help. You got calm. You got uh, yeah. uh, just many. No, now you're a profet- You're a professional in this arena. I am an advocate. You're a professional and an advocate. What's your thoughts as it relates? I already know, but tell everyone what your thoughts is as it relates to the online therapy, telehealth. Uh, oh, health. oh, definitely. Oh no, it's 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 definitely very much important if you are dealing with grief to reach out to some type of mental health professional, whether it's a psychologist, a psychiatrist, 
you know, a licensed clinical social worker. Definitely with telemental health, it's great for individuals that are kind of hesitant about going into therapy. But the great thing about the telemental health is that if you have anxiety, it's really great that you're able to do sessions with a licensed therapist over the phone instead of having that one-on-one contact that you might not be comfortable with. So the telemental health is very important. And, and, and Vince, what I like to tell people in the context of people who'd like to say, well, I don't, I always hear this, well, I don't feel like I need a psychiatrist. I don't need to talk to anybody. I don't need to shrink. I hear that from Black people a lot. And what I try to circle back to is the fact that we were once in villages. We are from a community. Yes. yes. And when we were in communities, the way that we dealt with grief, we were part of a tribe. We were part of a community. So if somebody passed, everybody was grieving and everybody was mourning and there were religious rituals to help you through the process and you weren't grieving a loved one somewhere by yourself or just with two or three family members. It was communal and everybody around you was impacted, but we don't have that anymore. And that's why some people have to go to or feel like they have to go to alcohol or drugs or whatever, because that's what the therapy provides. It's the village Mm. that we don't have anymore. And that's why it's so important for people to find a good therapist or telemental health therapist. Wow, that's strong. That that you just yeah. took me there. That that that's strong. Now I, I want to for those who well, if, if it's your spouse and they lose a parent, you, you kind of experience, but not as much as that spouse did. Um, yes. How do you help? others grieve and I got a couple of uh, uh, tips as it relates to that one is to share the sorrow which means allow them even encourage them to talk about their feelings of loss and share in memories of the deceased you know talk let them talk about it and, and help them get it out Another is to don't offer false comfort. It doesn't help oh a gosh. grieving person when you say, well, you know, it's for the best. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, baby, you'll get over in time. Thoughts and prayers. No, I'm not going to say No, it's kind of the same no, thing. No, you right, though. Hey, you you are right. Oh, you're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, you'll be all right, baby. It, it just, this is what happens. No, offer a simple expression of sorrow and then take time to listen. I know it must hurt. I, I know it must hurt. I know you miss it. Talk about that, you know, that kind of don't. So don't mm-hmm. offer that false comfort. Offer practical help. Maybe uh, you could babysit for them one time or, or, or cook a little food for them or run mm-hmm. an errand for them because you know they don't want to get out the house right now. They're going through their thing. Let me do something for you. Offer some pretty. We're helping others through their grieving. Be patient. It can take time. It, it can take time. I'm sure my wife wouldn't mind me saying, I mean, when she lost her mom, <laughs> it took some time. It took some time. For, mm-hmm. uh, and, and thank God, you know, we, we, we worked through it and we still miss my mother-in-law. Wonderful woman. And and finally, you know, encourage that professional help when necessary. Don't hesitate to recommend help uh, professionally. You know, tell them to go to the website or call the hotline or whatever. When Absolutely. You feel someone is experiencing too much pain to cope alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to also to to realize that there are things that you shouldn't say mm. to people who are experienced. My biggest thing, I hate to hear, sorry for your loss. That that That's so empty oh, yeah. to me. And I see that a lot. And people just need to be more aware of just having a more personal response to someone who's lost a loved one. And you brought up, brought up a great point too, Vince, about listening. Mm. You know, not, not always giving your advice to what the person you feel needs to be doing, but just 
just to be that empty space for that person just to spill out how they feel and to also give that person as much time as they need to heal. I mean, a person might still be grieving a year, you know, and let that person still grieve so there's no timeline on where, when you should not be grieving anymore. Mm. Now, you're right. You know, sorry for your loss. We really see it now so much on, uh, you know, our social media. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it, it, And I don't want to say that people aren't being sincere, uh, but you're right. If you could, I mean, it, I, I've, I've said that at times. I know I have uh, many Ooh. times. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, I, that's not all I say. I'll say, you know, so, sorry, you for, so sorry for your loss. I know it's hard during this time. God yeah. bless. Rest in peace, mom. Rest in peace, that, you see, know, uncle. That's different. Rest in that's power. Different what have you speaking of social media and we brought this up before it's a great uh, a group that private group the grief group and for oh, those yeah. of you uh, who may be going through something right now I think you get a lot out of this it's called grief releasing pain remembering love and finding meaning and a free online group uh, grief support group by David Kessler look it mm-hmm. up grief and uh, I think that can it helped me and uh, I'm, I'm sure it yeah. can help, help, help you all as well right mm-hmm. yes and that's on Facebook. Yes, that, that's a great group. It's a great group and, and very... What are you drinking? What, what are you drinking? <laughs> Brandy. I want some. <laughs> and Bex. This program is brought to you by Brandy and Ice Cold Bex. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's 2.30 in the morning. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> no more Netflix. <laughs> right. So see, you're not alone. <laughs> folks, you're there not, you go. You're not alone. Hey, I want to let folks know, too, uh, Makiba, I'm going to find out more, but, um, oh, shoot, uh, Amazon, uh, I believe, is it Amazon? Uh, Our podcast is going to be heard at a whole lot more places. We'll let them know more about that uh, uh, coming up. Unfortunately, we ran out of time, so we can't tell you more. I will later at another time. Oh, dang. (laughs) But take this away. With support, patience, and efforts, you will survive grief, everyone. Listen listen to me and Makiba. We've survived it. You can, too. The pain will will lessen leaving you with cherished memories of your loved ones and uh, hey stick a fork in it because that is the honest to God truth absolutely thank you so much Makiba for sharing again and uh, any last words any last words for our folks yeah, just just to, to remember the the importance of of staying present and being in the present moment when you're grieving so that you're not tuning out what's happening around you awesome Thank you all so much. It's Black Middle Matters. We love you and we'll see you next time.